Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. For this week's episode, Megan and I are going to be doing an According To Us advice episode. So we asked you guys on our Instagram at According To to submit anything that you guys want advice on and we are hoping that we can help. Yeah, so, and we haven't looked at them yet either. So no, I, haven't looked I at really anything. don't know what you guys have asked us about or any specific topics. Um, but we'll jump into that a little bit later. As always, we like to start off with just catching up with each other, with you guys, um, sharing our weekly spotlights and things like that. Um, I also, before we get started, gonna give a quick shout out again to our YouTube channel. Um, even if you don't necessarily prefer watching the video version of the podcast, if you would be so kind as to go subscribe to the channel anyways, that would really it help really us help. out. Um, but yeah, that's just on our YouTube. You could search according to podcasts. We've been posting video versions for probably like two or three months now, maybe longer. I'm not really entirely sure. Um, but yeah, and then we have a TikTok that we just started that like isn't, there's not a whole lot on it yet. There's like one post, but we're kind of slowly we're trying to branch out. expanding, um, where we're at and our reach so go check us out on all those different things um otherwise i think we'll get started with our weekly spotlight my weekly spotlight was i think this was within the past week last weekend was it when we had like our time where we hung out with mom and grandma for a little bit we got brunch and then we went to dad's house later that day that was, a good- that was just like such a good day it was like yeah. me and megan and Haley, our older sister um we like had our little session with our mom and our grandma and then we went to our dad's house. I think a game was on or something. So we watched the game over grandma at his house. Grandma was not there at lunch. At breakfast. Grandma was there. Oh. Never mind. I'm thinking of a different day. Sorry. Um, And it's just like a lot of catching up, like, you know, family mingling. We always have this. Stuff. Um, Obviously, when people are talking, like there's a lot of different things to talk about. Sometimes, though, like. There's key topics. Gossip isn't like the right word because gossip sometimes I feel like is like spreading rumors and like that's not what I'm talking about. But just like the juicy pieces, like the juicy new information. (laughs) um, Juicy life details. Just so fun to talk about. And so that was kind of like, it was just a day where it was just like (laughs) full of the juicy details. I was getting fed. (laughs) It was was No, but we literally at, because our dad's house was the, like we were rounding out the night there and Haley obviously was there with us for pretty much the entire day. And Haley was like, this was, like, so much fun. And I was like, it was so much fun. <laughs> it's just fun to talk. And, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that was my was, spotlight. That was fun. I would say, here, I'll say it. I actually haven't mentioned this on the podcast, but I've been wanting to get this shark vac mop um, because, like, our whole entire first floor of our house is, like, hardwood floors, which is great and all. Love the floors. But, like, Sierra and I aren't the best with, like, having rugs where we need them because, like, I don't like how they look like right at like the entryway door or like our garage door. Um, and that's where people like, you know, clean they sh- clean their shoes clean off. Clean their shoes. <laughs> um, but we don't have that. And so like it gets, especially when it was snowing, like it got quite messy in that area. And I'd be like, oh, well, like I'm just going to clean it. But it was like, I only cleaned it every so often. 
Um, but we just got this shark vac mop thing that is like cordless. It's a combined like vacuum and like mopper all in one. And I just think it's going to make it like, oh, I'll just quickly like, let me clean this quick. I'll vacuum quick. Or it just is going to make it easier, I think. Um, That's what we hope. Yeah. So that was just like a fun little purchase. I also, guys, we have found some jean shorts. We, d- we do have we some did. stuff. <laughs> we did. We have stuff to um, share. So, because we talked about having just a really hard time finding jean shorts in our last episode. And so I ended up, we finished recording that episode. I went to my computer and just immediately was like looking for, I was like, there has to be something. So I'm going to find them. And so I ordered a pair from H&M and I got them yesterday and I tried them on and I like them a lot. So if you see jean shorts on my Instagram anytime soon when we're in Hawaii, that's where they're from because I only have one pair right now. I got two pairs of jean shorts and I went to Abercrombie thanks to someone's recommendation on our YouTube channel. And so I got the dad shorts and I also got the mom shorts, like the four inch uh, inseam mom shorts. And they're both like kind of a different style. The dad shorts are definitely like more of the longer short that I was looking for, but the mom shorts still fit well and like were long enough that I felt comfortable. And like Megan said, I just don't have a ton of jean shorts in general. So I figured it'd be good to just keep both since I liked both of them. Um, But if I were to pick one, I liked the dad shorts just a little bit more. So what else have we done in this past week? Oh, we're supporting, we're wearing our Bengals gear today. If you see in the video version, that's because the Bengals play in their first playoff game tonight. Um, and Maggie works for the team doing social media. So obviously have to support her. And I'm just like a bandwagon fan at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully they win. Um, I was going to say something else, but then I, oh, I was just going to kind of catch you guys up on like our studying stuff and like update you guys on boards. So, um, actually like when you apply for like licensure in a state, there's kind of like this whole checklist of things that you have to do or they have to receive in order for you to actually get licensed. And so we, I started like this whole process back in October cause I was told it could take a while or like you just have to like get a bunch of things in order. So like if you don't start until like way later, you might, um, in a roundabout way, like not get licensed as quickly once you actually like take the board exam. Um, so that, that includes like background check stuff. Um, I don't know. There's Fingerprinting. Like yeah. Different things that you need to do. Um, so doing that early, I was like, I kind of got all of the stuff I could get done, done and out of the way. didn't have to worry about it. And then once we graduated, um, someone in our PT group chat, like messaged something else about licensing. And then I, I didn't really have an answer for the question, but then I like logged back in and I was like, wait, do I have to send my own transcripts to them? Because for some reason, I didn't like know that I had to do that. So I was like, I, it seems like it. I don't think anyone else is going to send them in. <laughs> so then I like sent in a transcript request um, to my school. I got an email last week saying that they finally got that. So the very last thing that they need for me now it's is passing, passing the NPTE. It is crazy because at the time that we're recording this, we're about a week and a half out. And, like, I have, like, a little bit of nerves, but, like, I'm really not, like not too that many nervous. nerves. Like, I think it'll definitely increase, especially, like, week of. But I definitely think, like, I'm kind of, like, I would have expected to be more nervous. I'm I kind feel of just like, you know, there's, like, an 86% pass rate usually for the exams. And I didn't really struggle through PT school. So I'm, and, like, I've been putting in the work. I've been studying. We've been taking practice yeah. exams and stuff. So I think I it's one of those like it's all going to work itself out. Trust the process things and hopefully it just works out where it's like my thought processes like if I'm putting in the work and I've like 
I'm putting forth the effort I've done. I have a history of doing well, then like it should work out. And so I'm hoping that I can just continue to be relatively stress-free and hopefully it all works out when I see my score. Yeah. So we have, it is Sunday when we're recording this. We are going to take our last um, practice exam tomorrow, but we decided to push it to Tuesday because tomorrow's Martin Luther King Jr. Day and we might just do a couple more things with family since um, some of them aren't working, uh, which is fine. But then I wanted to have that be like the last exam just because like, I mean, that's a week out. Like I don't want to have like three full length exams within like one week. So I was kind of like, okay, that'll be the last one. And that still gives me like the full bulk of next week to kind of like finally figure out, okay, last minute things that I feel like I need to touch on, get all of my decks in a row. And then I feel like I probably will study next Monday or like the Monday after that. But then the Tuesday before the exam, I kind of feel like I might just like, I'm going to know what I know at that point, (laughs) I think. Um, So I really might like not do too much studying that day is kind of how I'm feeling. But then Wednesday, the 25th, we wake up, we go. I cannot wait. I mean, I'm hoping that I take the test and feel like I passed. Like, I hope that I don't stress too much after the fact, especially since there's nothing that I can do at that point, not knowing my score. I definitely tend to hear from previous people who have taken the exam that you just kind of like, you leave thinking you failed. It's like the overwhelming how people feel, at least like what I've heard most of the time. Um... But then they're always like, but I passed, so. (laughs) So hopefully, I would love to not feel that way, but I I just hope that, like, I can make use of, like, enjoying at least the next couple days where I don't have to spend all day every day studying. I can kind of, like, prep for our trip and just, like, chill a little bit. Um, Obviously, job hunting still kind of in the works. We're in, like, a weird limbo right now that we talked about last week of, like, like, I don't want to send my resume in for jobs just to be, like, just for them to say, oh, like, we'd like to interview you, and then for me to be like, well, I'm actually going to be on vacation, so I can't. So, I don't know. And we are in, like, a good position where we don't need, like, a job right this second to make money. Once we're back, I promise I'm I'm starting to submit resumes. I promise I will get a job. (laughs) Everyone's like, are you gonna find a job? Our family keeps asking us, too. They're like, are you looking for anything? Have you found anything? And I'm like, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm seeing what's posted. And some of them, I'm like, oh, maybe. And then some of them, I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, okay. So, anything else to catch you guys up on before we dive in to the advice? I don't think so. Reading update, I guess, while I'm pulling stuff up. I've read three books so far this year. I've read uh, Dark Matter, Darling Girl, and The Martian. It was four stars, three stars, four stars, respectively. And so I have one more book for our blind TBR that I have to finish in order to be done with that TBR, which I'm looking forward to because I like being able to pick out my own books. So I just finished my second book of the year, which was um, The Guest List, and I rated it three and a half out of five stars. I did feel like it was good and pretty engaging the whole way through. Um, And I was torn because I was like, in some ways... Like, there'd be, like, a small twist, and I'd be, like, mouth open, gaping. No, I know what plot twist you're um, talking about. But then, I, at the same time, like, I kind of am, like, did I expect that? But then I'm, like, well, no, because I literally was, like, uh, <laughs> what? But it wasn't, like, other than, like, just, like, the initial, like, what, oh, my goodness, I kind of, like, there wasn't, like, more beyond that. Um, but it was still a good 
book and it was a pretty easy read so I gave it three and a half and then um my next book that I'm reading is Hopeless by Colleen Hoover um I'm like 50 pages into it now and I just um started on my iPad last night um so I'm gonna read that and then I'm gonna read Room um which I don't remember the author for that one but Emma Donahue depending on how quickly I'm reading I'm gonna need like a Hawaii book that's gonna be a separate book I need good vibes only when I'm in Hawaii and so those reads are going to be separate from like I don't know if I'm going to get room done before then or not can you believe I just pulled the author like out of nowhere Emma Donahue that's the author of room okay I will start at the bottom if you want to start at the top okay so someone said advice on becoming comfortable in a new work atmosphere I feel like this is going to be something that'll be half me giving advice and then half just me relating um because I haven't had technically like a work atmosphere that I've had to get used to. Like we obviously worked in high school at our gymnastics gym, but we were comfortable in that area anyway. So the most I can relate to this is my like job shadowing volunteer experience and then also clinical rotation experience. But even then, I still feel like as a student, you're never fully integrated into the work environment as you would if you were a coworker. And so I, I have still always kind of feel like out of the loop. Yeah, which like at least I did. I don't know if some other students just like fully like insert themselves. I think part of it is like a personality thing where I felt like I was like I'm not going to like act like I'm a coworker when I'm still a student. And some students I think are comfortable like getting more involved. Mm-hmm. So it's like a person to person situation, and also probably just like the environment within the workplace, what kind of culture that fosters. But I do think that as someone who's like new in any work environment letting yourself kind of see where you fit and kind of like taking not like a back seat because I think you should still insert yourself in situations and get to know people and stuff but I think that it in my opinion serves people better if they kind of like don't go in and like become kind of like the life of the party like obviously insert yourself when appropriate and like introduce yourself and like show your personality but I've always just felt like it's easier to like take a step back and kind of like observe first see how this like see how this workplace functions and works and then see like what's appropriate for me to do here does that make mm-hmm. sense what was the wording of the question let me pull it back up um advice on becoming comfortable in a new work atmosphere okay all that's great advice i was also kind of thinking like something i've noticed about myself um this has absolutely nothing to do with like coworkers necessarily but like when i'm um doing clinicals and stuff and you know, PT is a very, like, person-centered and focused profession. You are chatting with these people all day long. And so me being more of an introvert, like, I would get to my lunchtime, for example, and I would just kind of, like, want to sit and, like, be by myself and, like, not have to, like, converse with, like, five other people. So sometimes, and I noticed that, like, there was definitely people at, like, my acute care rotation, too, where, like, they kind of, like, just, like, they were at their desk and, like, that was their little me time. Um, So I think also just recognizing like how you best function when you maybe need like moments to recharge to just like be on your own if that is like something that applies to you. Um, There were still like some days where, you know, I'd go join and like all the coworkers would be like in the conference room or um, break room and like we'd have lunch and chat and like, you know, still would be fun sometimes, but like you just kind of have to feel it out. And I feel like that just makes it so that you feel like you're in like a good spot and you've got like your little reset that you needed and you're ready to then like be back in like your co-working space so yeah i think that's good advice 
Um, someone else wanted advice on starting an intense program um, in school. So they said they're about to start nursing school. Um, someone else also reached out to us. I saw they DM'd us um, a little while ago. They were going to start PT school in the summer at Iowa. Go Hawks. Ooh, congrats. Um, so just kind of wanting advice on prepping for things like that. Honestly, for the PT school specific stuff, don't do anything to prep. That's what I would say. In all honesty, because whatever you think that you're learning, they're going to teach it to you in a different way anyways. Yeah. Slash what like you're... you're not going to... Don't review your anatomy. They're teaching you anatomy. Don't review... I would just literally leave it. Show up the first day and like get ready to go. So that's my advice for PT school. As far as like obviously things accelerate, whether it's nursing school, PT school, like whatever accelerated program that you're in, my advice would be one... If you're in like some sort of cohort situation, make some friends within your cohort and like find your group of people and know that you're all in it together. I feel like also something that applies to any program is like you kind of have to refigure out how you study and how you study best and what that means to you. Um, a lot of times like before PT school, Sierra and I never like studied in groups or anything. We'd maybe sometimes study together, but then I saw from like other people vlogging in med school or other things and like going through the interview process of PT school a lot of people talked about like group studying like you've got to do group studying blah blah blah. so like when we started PT school I was kind of like oh maybe like I'll switch to doing a little bit more group studying and there would definitely be some times where we'd like meet up with um, groups of friends to kind of review stuff but like I kind of just I stuck with what I knew and what I knew was like studying on my own for the most part and then Sierra and I would occasionally kind of like collaborate so I think that you know yourself best um and you need to figure out what that's gonna look like for you and maybe try some new things but also recognize that if something's working for everyone else it might not necessarily work for you I also think that one thing that's important to recognize is that there is only so many hours in the day and so with increasing rigor in curriculum you'd almost expect like I studied a lot in undergrad and so when I got to PT school I was like am I gonna just, like am I going to have to study even more and I think I started out that way and then I was like I'm gonna burn out too fast doing this so you kind of just have to limit yourself to saying, I can study this many hours, which granted, it's still a lot, but like you can't physically and mentally study for however long you might think you need to. And so you have to like cut or yourself like, off I at some point. I would never like really sacrifice my sleep. If anything, there would be some times where like it hit 10 o'clock, I'd be like, I simply must try to go to bed. But then like I'd maybe wake up at like 5 a.m. or something the next morning if I really felt like I need to do some last minute like review still before like a test um that didn't happen too often though but it would happen sometimes um and then I would also say um I keep losing my train of thought I was gonna give you guys something helpful I know it find um, a study method that works for you Megan and I for the last like quite like I don't know the last year or something of PT school we would use the Pomodoro method and that was something that really worked yeah. for us so finding like a timing that works for you because I'll have Megan and I study for like hours on end and we'd have 25 minutes. You get a five minute break, 25 minutes. And you do that for like four-ish rounds and you can take like a 20 minute break. Um, I've seen some people do like the anime Doro method where you study for an hour, take a 20 minute break. Just finding what timing works for you so you can be consistent with your studying. Um, I was also going to say, so just to give you guys an idea how, how much Sierra and I studied, for example, um, and everyone's different. Um, and some people do things differently. Like there's someone in our class who like she was married and living away from her husband. And so her method of studying was that she would wake up at like 5 a.m. every day, 
study before class and then get home and study until 11 and that was her whole week basically but then on the weekends she like didn't do anything because she went home and was just spending time with her husband so that's one option typically pt school for us um our program definitely like went in waves where there'd be some really busy weeks um and then there'd be some like really pretty chill not too bad weeks first so uh fall semester though of our second year that whole semester was just like you cannot catch a break yeah it was pretty just a lot of work um so i feel like typically i would say sierra and i for the most part class was kind of like eight to five ish not always there was definitely like it wasn't always like that but just in general let's say that's what the day looked like Maybe there was some gaps in the day where we could get some either assignments done or prep work for other classes done. Or we definitely, maybe some studying. if we had breaks throughout the day, we would try and do like stuff during those breaks. Some of our classmates would like just chill during yeah. that time and like hang out with people, whatever, go grab food or whatever. Or like some people would work out. Yeah. Um, things like that. And so I never studied in the morning unless it was like I didn't start class until like later. But we usually started class in the morning. Um, and then... Um, something that Sierra and I typically did was if it was like a workout day on the way home, we would go work out because that was kind of like on our way home and it'd be like a nice little break in the day from like having to be on all day at school and then just got to go like worry about working out for a second. And then when we'd go home, we'd probably maybe study for like two to three hours was like a typical situation. But again, like if we were having a pretty easy week, like we absolutely would take like, you know, a day off or a couple days off or just like a little here, a little there, and not anything too intense. I would definitely say, um, yes, you have to prioritize what you're doing in your schoolwork like you need to do well. But I also think um, don't like cut yourself short on just like life experiences or going out and doing things. Um, I think you can fit everything in that you want to do. And a lot of these programs, I don't know what program you're in specifically, but many programs that like take people in and accept people want their passing rate to be good and so like they really push you to be successful in these programs like our pt school like they want everyone to pass like they want everyone to graduate and so they choose people that they think can make it through and like they'll help you if you need it granted i know not every program is like that but depending on the program that you are joining they want you to be successful so that should best of luck though anyone who's starting a new program in the near future you know mm-hmm. it could be all the way in the summer but it's an exciting time it's crazy uh, you should feel proud of yourself for getting as far as you have it's weird that sierra and i were in this position like three, three years, years ago. ago that's what i was gonna say it doesn't seem real that it was three years ago that we like found out we got time into PT freaking school. flies and like now i'm just i'm graduated that doesn't make any sense so enjoy it um you'll see your classmates a lot at least we did so so similar-ish question, but more geared towards us. How did we know that we for sure wanted to go into physical therapy? I actually think this is funny because Megan and I have talked about since getting into PT school, you go through this whole interview process and they talk to you about, you know, why physical therapy? What have you seen or done that makes you think this is the field for you? And I look back at my interviews and stuff and I'm like, I feel like I didn't really know right. what physical therapy you, was. I you did. Really can't, I feel like. But like knowing what I know now, I'm just like, now I kind of know the ins and outs of it and how it all works and functions. And I didn't know any of this going into PT school. Or like, you know, more of like the behind the scenes or politics stuff or just like issues with the profession or like, you know, in PT school, you talk more about that stuff. Like just there's different things with like reimbursements and issues with that or like PT schools becoming way like there's way more PT schools now. You kind of just like you learn like everything about physical therapy in PT school. 
shockingly. <laughs> um, and it's interesting thinking back, kind of like, you know, you're naive, you're naive back then because that's all you, you don't know as much about what you're going into as you probably think you do. Um, I would say that kind of my first um, idea, like besides, honestly, Sierra wanted to go into PT first. So I will say that. Um, but I was the one who had actually experienced physical therapy. Sierra I've never been never to physical has. therapy. Um, and so I had the experience like in an outpatient ortho setting. Very, very, very common for that to be the kind of gateway that most PTs have into the profession. Um, and so I just remember thinking that the physical therapists that I was working with were really nice. They're kind of just, they're in an open gym, just working with people on stuff all day rather than sitting at a desk. And so all of that at the end of high school, when I'm thinking what I want to do was very intriguing to me. Um, and so really, I think like all you need is kind of like that starting point. There's not, there doesn't need to be one instance where you're like, I'm in love. It was like, okay, I'm interested. I'm going to keep looking around at like what else this field has to offer, what it means. And so from there, just doing a bunch of different shadowing. I really liked the variety that physical therapy has to offer. And you You also like, to some extent, you have to be interested in like human body movement, exercise, like at its core, that's what physical therapy is. And so you have to be interested in that and like willing to learn about that. And you've also like, you got to recognize like you're going to be working with people, touching people like that can't make you uncomfortable. Otherwise, like it's probably not the best profession for you. Um, I have also seen like I think some people have this idea that like if you're an introvert you won't be a successful physical therapist and I really disagree with that I think that just because you're an introvert doesn't mean that you can't have like great meaningful connections with people just because you're not like the loudest person in the room Um, I've met many like introverted physical therapists who are great at their job and I'm an introvert myself and I have worked with patients and like I feel like I've made like that sort of impact yeah like, so I, I don't feel like I've definitely worked with before. patients that, like, I've made meaningful connections with them where, like, they're thanking me for, like, working with them or just, like, you know, people share their appreciation for the work that you do, which is not something that you can expect from a lot of professions. And, you know, don't get me wrong, there's going to be patients who, like, might be rude or they might just, like, not be someone that you love working with and it's your job to just kind of put on a smile and work with them anyways. Um, but for the most part, most people are kind and caring and, you know, the fact that you're there trying to help them work through the situation that they're in, they're going to appreciate that and you can make some pretty good connections with people in that way. And that's why I always like typically working with older patients. I just feel like I vibe with them a little bit more. <laughs> there was a couple days ago at the gym, Sierra and I were working out, the sweetest old man he had a little Eric's foam pad out and he was working on his balance and like doing some dumbbell curls. And I just was like, my heart was melting. He was so cute, but I was kind of like, please don't fall. But, uh, I was just like texting Sierra cause she was across the gym and I was like, you have to see this guy. And she's like, oh, I saw him earlier. And then we were, she was just texting me being like, this is why I know I'd rather work with old people because that's way more intriguing to us than in like all the other like athletes in the gym yeah. doing whatever it is that they're doing. So, um, yeah. As for me, like, I think I was exposed to physical therapy when Megan was going, but I also like, as weird as it sounds, I, the first time I remember like thinking about physical therapy was on Grey's Anatomy when Arizona was going like after she lost her leg. And I was like, oh, like, that's like pretty cool. 
I don't even remember what the episode or anything was. I don't remember her working with her therapist that much, but like that's the first time I feel like physical therapy entered my radar. And then from there, I just felt like it kind of made sense as like why it would be something that I would enjoy. Another thing that I also think kind of separates physical therapy, let's say from other healthcare professions. First of all, obviously like each profession has like their own thing that they're working with. So, you know, I'm interested in like the musculoskeletal stuff and like medical stuff honestly bores me. I do not care about medical related stuff. Um, but like physical therapy is unique in that like you're the one spending probably the most time with a patient compared to anyone else. Like doctors are working with way more patients. Nurses have way more patients they have to work with. Physical therapists have the luxury of like time. And so this is both a blessing and a curse because like especially as a new grad, I recognize there's a lot that I do not know, especially like people have questions about just like their recovery in general or like medical things yeah. in general or surgeries in general that like they're asking you because they have time with you so they're like talking about like their process of like recovering from surgery or they're asking you about you know doctor said this what does that mean and, and I'm like I don't know I love yeah. educating patients so I like that we have the ability to do that but like as a new grad there's gonna be a lot I don't know so it's I don't know how helpful I'll be in the initial <laughs> aspect of that but with um, experience that's and things like, like that. Be like, that's I, a great question. Let's, let's see your doctor that. <laughs> I think it's a unique position that like you get to be the one to try and provide answers for them when they like haven't really gotten the answers that they want. So that's kind All of right. another unique thing. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Next. Um, I actually have the next question. Oh, okay. Someone asked, how do we get out of a reading slump? Ooh, this is a good one. I'm trying to think of like my... Last reading slump that I was in was probably like around the time that our grandpa passed away because I was like not doing a ton of reading at that point. Um, and then ironically enough, I was like, usually you want like a quick read to get you out of a slump. And like the next read that I had was 112263 was like 850 pages. I do think that the best thing you can do for yourself is find a book that just like has it checks off like every one of your boxes of like things that you've historically loved about a book in the past and is relatively short. I know I'm like make it like 300 pages or less make it so it has short chapters um if you're a ride or die romance genre make it be a romance and it's like pick one that has not mixed reviews pick one that like everyone loves this freaking book and so that's my criteria or if it's just like if there's a book that like i've been wanting to read for so long and i haven't gotten around to it maybe it's like okay you know what i'm just gonna go grab this book and like this is gonna be what i read next and hopefully it gets me a little bit more excited I think if you're in the, like, a reading slump in the middle of a book that you're reading and you just, like, are never wanting to pick that book up, there's going to come back point. to it. Yeah. You can DNF it, come back to it later. Maybe you never come back to it, but, like, you say, okay, we have to try something else. Yeah. I think it's, there comes a point when, like, you're trying so hard to, like, not DNF a book. You want to try and power through and finish it, but, like, if it's that or, like, literally not read at all, I think you kind of have to say, okay. I'm giving in this. Book I technically is not don't for think me. I've DNF'd a book that I like since my starting my reading journey in 2021. I have. The moment I met you, I intend to finish, but like otherwise, I've DNF'd that one. Um, 
I have DNF'd Breathless, which I might end up going back to that book. It could still work out. I like the one. I gave it five stars. Um, it just like wasn't what I needed when like I picked it, you know? <laughs> That's so the I, other thing. If you're a what's a, a mood, mood reader, reader, if you're one of those, then like you've gotta make sure that your read matches your mood. Hopefully you don't like change books too much though, because And then I DNF'd The Moon is a Harsh Mistress. That one's valid. But have I I'm not sure if I've DNF'd any other books. So that's not too bad. Some people are ruthless with like if they don't like what it. What I've realized, honestly, I like have think I have think. I've thought about my rating system quite a bit, and here's what I think I've landed on. If I finish it, the book is three stars. I will not finish a book that is less than three stars. And if it's three stars, I don't really like it that much. Four stars, I four stars has such a range. Four stars, four stars. Four stars can be like like to love. You know? Like it can be like four stars you might like it, you might not i don't know it kind of depends on the person there could be four star books that i'm like you have to read this and then five stars are like my top tier everyone should read it or it like blew my mind mm-hmm. and the five stars just like they're more of a feeling sierra was just like looking through like one of the last like five star romance that she read because like she you just had a five star with 11 22 63 mm-hmm. um but my last romance like, it's hard because like most romance books I give a four because like I enjoy them they're great but like they don't blow my mind it's rare for them to do that but like so when they do that's a good book mm-hmm. my last five-star romance was book lovers but you gave that one four and a half yeah so it's hard um I think it's technically your turn to ask a question but if you don't have one I I can pull it up Maggie said Maggie had two that she submitted how to be motivated how to be motivated how to figure out your life. <laughs> Thank you. Great question. Great question. Um, motivation. One that, am I qualified to answer? I don't know. How to be motivated. I think that motivation is too easy to, or what am I saying? I feel like you can't count on motivation. You have to focus on discipline. I can't make someone be motivated. I can't, you know, say like, this is what you care about. So this is why you're going to do X, Y, Z. However, I do think that discipline is a lot easier and I, I think, think it's just about is building habits and yeah I think routine is the biggest thing so if you just like know kind of what the lay of your day looks like and that's just how it is whether that's studying at a certain time or whether that's you know doing work working out at a certain time like whatever it is that you think is an important thing for you to be doing for you to feel like you're covering all the bases of what you want to do then like the more you can stick with a routine, the better. It could be like little things like I'm mo- not motivated to read. I try my best to read at night before bed, but like it doesn't always happen. I have actually been, but the best so crazy good about like I have not watched like hardly. I won't say I haven't watched TV because like I have, but like reading versus like going on like watching TV at night. I have like not turned my TV on in like the past month. Oh, I like don't turn my TV on in my room either, but like my phone, it's there. Yeah. It's either my phone or I read. And then sometimes I'm on my, I'm on my phone way too long. And I'm like, I just need to go to bed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that that could be um, time blocking. If that's I, something that works for you. I don't do this frequently because I kind of like low-key hate the days, but I like thank myself for it. On a day where I have like a to-do list that's 500 years long, I will say, okay, it's one of those days we have to break it down, like time block, everything, everything. And I remember during my clinical rotation, my last one especially, I would do this a couple times where it's like, I have my clinical, I want to work out, 
I want to study this many hours. I have X, Y, and Z to do. I have to grocery shop. I would literally say, okay, this is overwhelming right now. I like looking at it. I don't think I can get all this done in one day. But then I say, okay, let's let's try time blocking it and see if we can fit it all. And so you might as well see where it fits in the hours. Exactly. And then I get surprised and say, oh, if I do it this, this, and this way, and I stick to the schedule, I still have like two hours of me time at the end of the night that I never would have thought that I could have had. And so then like that motivates me to say, if I get this done, I get my two hours of me time. So and then nothing else is on the to-do list that you need to do later. Yeah. So again, I don't recommend that every day. Some people I think do time block every day. That's not me. I also think like to me working out is like a prime example of like, you know, it's hard to stay motivated to work out with your consistent schedule. And I've been working out consistently for so long that I'm just like, I work out roughly every, every other day. And like, I just go. Mm-hmm. Every workout is not going to be great, amazing, flawless, whatever. Sometimes you just have to go and get into that habit. And like, once you're there, it's not that bad. I think getting there for most things, honestly. Just starting. Starting is the hardest part. Exactly. So just start and you'll be surprised. With Some people what you have luck with like, if there's just one thing they need to do, like they'll set a five minute timer and say like, I'm just going to do it for five minutes. And then oftentimes people find that like once they've started whatever it is they were avoiding so long, they may, they might just finish the task out, even if it's going past the five minutes. So you could try things like that just to see if the little kind of kickstart is something that helps you out. I think there's also, there are brief times when you have that motivation and like run into that motivation. Like Cleaning my house is not something I typically do for fun. So it's something that needs to yourself, be done. There's a weird thing of like, in our apartment, I found that like cleaning was not something I was like great at. But since we've moved, I feel like we've gotten like better tools to make it easier to want to do that. Or like it just makes it easier, quicker. Like having specific like spray for the counter. My goodness. Life-changing, I guess, because we never freaking cleaned the Like, we would always, at our apartment, just use, like, dish soap and water and a rag to, like, wipe stuff down, which I just, like, hated because I thought our rags were gross and stuff, and that's just a whole other conversation. But But separate cleaning spray and paper towels, we're doing it every day, multiple times a day, after every meal. Um, So, like, little things where it's, like, you you wouldn't think that it would make that much of a difference, but set yourself up for success and get yourself tools to make things just a little bit easier. That's our advice. Yeah. It could be setting clothes out in the morning to go work out. It could be, you know, just like little things where like prior you is thanking or present you is thanking past you for doing something to make it easier. Like Maggie's other thing, how to figure out life. No one ever figures out life. That's my answer to that. We all just try our best. Um, someone was asking, well, someone said how to choose the right hair color. And then I said, Maggie did a great job with the blonde in her hair, which I'm like, I haven't colored my hair in like almost over a year but thank you i'm actually growing all my hair out right now so um it's just gonna be natural and i don't know if like because your hair was recently done so i don't know if they're just mixing us up um but anyways how have you kind of come to say this is who you are as like a this is your hair and i could do the same thing so um my hair journey started (laughs) in either 25th i think it was 2015 end of 2015 is when i really like did my first major chop my hair used to be like as long as megan's after this let's talk about colors and people anyways okay i also have i have something i don't want to talk about and it's going to be like on my soapbox related to hair color but it's unrelated to anything we can still talk about it so my podcast um at first i was an ombre girl for like when it was popular i tried it one time i honestly didn't even think the person did a good job maybe it was my fault for like not doing any purple shampoo or anything i thought it was very brassy 
grew that out, kept cutting my hair. My hair's been roughly, if I can help it, this is like, I haven't always done the best job, but if I can help it, it's always been roughly collarbone length. I've definitely gone longer and like it's just grown out a little bit. And that's not intentional. That's not who she is. It's not intentional. So it's always been pretty short ever since I cut it. And then I started getting the balayage, I think, in 2017 or 2018. And I've been keeping it up every six months, roughly. And I just like how it adds dimension to my hair. I actually don't even choose the color. I usually show, like, reference pictures on Pinterest of what I want. And then, like, my hairdresser will mix up the color. So I don't choose, like, a color or anything. They just do it for me. And I um, love a scalp massage. Scalp massage. When I get my hair done, uh, it was so good. So uh, I actually did not dye my hair or color or anything for the longest time. I think that the first time I did anything to it, it was right before we went to Europe, which would have been like end of 2019. So I'd never colored my hair before. So you had been doing balayage for quite a bit before. And... um somewhat intentionally but like kind of non-intentionally you know Sierra had decided that like she was going to go lighter and so I didn't necessarily want to like do the same thing because I just didn't want to I guess I was like well and I always I would see on Pinterest like super dark brown colors and I really liked how it looked on um some of those people and so I was like you know I might want to go darker and that would you know be good because then like it's separate for both of us I guess um not that that really matters, but anyways, so I went and I got it, um, like, it was, like, a demi-permanent color, so it was going to, like, fade after a while, um, which for my first time getting my hair done, I was like, okay, good, and I got it done, and I didn't mind it at first, but I felt like it made me look and feel really pale. It did. And so... Like, looking back, I thought it looked like, good when you first did it, but... Looking when back, you, yeah, and because I had it, like, it was... If you go watch um, our, like, Path to PT School video, at the end of that um, video, it's like, that's what my hair looked like when I got it darker. And so then I was like, I do not like this. And, you know, I dealt with it for a while and kind of just was like, it faded a little bit too, so that helped as well. Um, But I decided that I was not going to be going darker again. So then um, I decided I did, like, I decided to try a little bit of balayage. The first one I did... um, like, it was probably, honestly, like, a full year later, like, that next winter. And it was a very, very, very gentle balayage. And it was enough for me at the time because I was kind of scared to, like, have any big change. Uh, but then, like, I kind of was like, okay, I'm ready for, like, a we need little more. more. What's um, the next step? And so, yeah, I did a couple different rounds of balayage. All of them, I think, turned out pretty good and fine. Um And next, I don't want to sound like I literally just, like, follow whatever TikTok tells me (laughs) to do. Um, But then I kept seeing a bunch of stuff of just, like, everyone talking about, like, how, like, their original hair color, like, looks best on them and stuff like that. Um, And my hair, honestly, like, it's growing out pretty good. If I say so myself, my hairdresser did, like, an amazing job with, like, it blending. So I kind of was just like, you know, it's expensive to color my hair. I don't really, like, feel like the need to do it right now. It's growing out pretty good. So I've just been vibing with it growing out and I kind of feel like that's just what I'm doing at this point. Um, But I still think like it looks nice having some dimension right now. So maybe I'll like it'll all get grown out and then I'll be like, this is boring and I'll want to switch it up again. But yeah. Okay. Now to get into like my, I don't remember. I think that I thought about this after I had seen a TikTok, which I don't even remember what the TikTok was about at this point. 
but it's related to like people's hair colors and like who they're attracted to. And so I want to get your take on like I'm going to say a gender and what hair color they have and then I want you to say who you think that they're attracted to in terms of like hair color. Does that make sense? This is all like heteronormative thinking. Okay. So if I say like brunette guys, who are they attracted to? Blonde girls? But like do you believe that? Like this is all like what do you think? Like do like, yeah. I don't want you to, like, question it and be like, is that right? Like, there is no right answer. But, like, I just want to see if your line of thinking matches up with my line of thinking. Okay. Um, I feel like either blonde or brunette. Okay. And so, who did I just say? Brunette guys? Okay, blonde guys. Blonde girls. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> um, okay, brunette girls. Uh, brunette guys. Okay, and then blonde girls. Brunette guys. (laughs) (laughs) So that's not, you know, what I... Okay. I do think, and this is just me being biased because I'm brunette and I'm literally only attracted to brunette guys. So I agree. I think that brunette girls tend to be attracted to brunette guys. I think brunette guys are more attracted to blonde girls. I think... I think people have their types, so I think blonde girls are attracted to both blonde and brunette guys because there's some blonde girls that, like, want, like, their surfer boy with blonde hair, but then also... He doesn't love brunette boy. <laughs> um, and then what was the last one? Oh, and then I think blonde guys. Blonde guys. I think they can go either way, but I think that they may lean a little bit more brunette. I think I feel like blonde guys like blonde girls only. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys honestly, you guys have to let us what know. What about the redheads? Honestly, redheads. I don't have enough data for this. <laughs> um, I've never really thought about that, but. Because I just, like, have my own preferences, and then, like, that's kind of it. Yeah. Well, honestly, I'm curious now if you guys have any hot takes on hair color versus who people are attracted to. Let us know in the comments. Okay, and then also, can we talk about people paying for figuring out what their colors are? Like, their season. Oh. <laughs> um. There's, like, a filter on TikTok that, like, does this as well, but there are literal people, like, there's a master company and then people can go, like, get taught by this company to then be, like, someone who can tell you your colors. Like, you pay them to go figure out what colors suit you best based off of, like, your skin tone, hair color, eye color, whatever. And if you want to spend your money on that, by all means, do. However, Megan would never spend her money on that. I just am kind of, like, I feel like people have colors they like or do not like. So then regardless of... If I had a color that I, like, despise or really just do not like, I'm not going to start wearing it more often just because someone tells me it suits my skin tone best. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like people have preferences for their colors anyways. Or, like, I just see some of the work and I'm just like, I disagree. I With love, with peace and love, I disagree. Like, I always see them when you see the results. They always have, like, a lip color, you know, on them. I don't wear lip color anyways. So I'd be like, well, this doesn't matter. And I feel like the lip color, like, plays into, like, if it looks complimentary, it's because, like, there's, like, the same color in what they've put on. I'm like, well, of course it's going to look better if you put, like, their lipstick on that matches. Yeah. I just kind of, it's, it was, like, really on my For You page, like, for, like, a week straight. And I was just like, why am I seeing this all of a sudden? Or, like, would you see people being like, so, like, that's their color? And be like, I don't think so. Yeah. Like, I don't know. To me, it's and all. Then I put the filter on my face and I'm just like, I really have no, like, strong reference for either of them i like any of them i don't know they all just i'm not really like a color person though 
I'm more of a neutrals, so, you know. So why would you get your colors done anyways? Exactly. Okay. Is it my turn to yeah. have a question? Thanks for uh, going on that tangent with us. Back to the questions. Um, I feel like we've answered, I've seen stuff about like procrastination, how to stay productive, staying focused. I feel like we kind of touched on that with the, like, Maggie asking when you lose motivation. Um, someone said how to find motivation for working out. Also good beginner workout routines. So I think that again, motivation, hard to find. Finding a routine and things that you like. I think, you know, do you work out in the morning? Do you work out midday if possible? Do you work out after work or in the afternoon? Finding a time is helpful. Um, and then also as far as I think when you're first starting, try a bunch of different stuff. Do you go to Pilates? Do you go to cycling? Do you just like to run? Like find something that clicks a little bit and then go from there. For Megan and I, we've pretty much been consistently doing some form of strength training, resistance training, just like going to the gym, lifting weights as our main form of working out since But it used to look quite school. different, yeah. honestly. And I, I feel like everyone kind of like needs to progress through their fitness journey however they see fit like I could give you guys tips here and there but I also kind of think like you're gonna figure it out you're gonna you'll search for things on your own you'll try things you'll figure out what works best for you or what doesn't um I think sometimes like especially if you're like just brand new and like not entirely sure what to do in those cases it can be helpful to like try finding fitness influencers to give you some inspiration on TikTok they're blowing Um, up the mic they really are and I think that some of them are good because they'll give you cues for like what you should be paying attention to of like what your form should look like, what you should be feeling where. I think that's good because sometimes it can be easy to say like do five lunges and then someone does what they think is five lunges, but the form is often like not safe for them. So I think that people and fitness influencers um, or if you find like a certified personal trainer to follow like on TikTok or Instagram um, to give you those cues, uh, it's a lot better now than it was a couple years ago. But yeah, just like search things, try things out, have fun with it. You'll be great. Um, someone was asking for advice on grieving slash getting over the death of someone. Um, I don't think that you I, ever get over it. It just gets easier as time goes on to like compartmentalize things. Yeah. I feel like you definitely have to expect that like you're still going to feel things and like you'll have your moments but I also think that you'll start to figure out like you can still live your life and do the things you like to do um surrounding yourself with people who are also going through the same thing is also helpful I think um but you do kind of need to get back into your routine and sometimes I think that that can be best because then you're starting to do the things that you're used to doing and your mind is kind of like taken off of um some of that as well so sometimes jumping into a routine even sooner than you thought you were were going to be able to helps at least like I thought it was helpful Mm um like getting back into starting clinical again I really like I was like I'm not sure if this is going to be like something that's going to come up in the middle of the day and I'm going to like have like a moment but like once I was there like you know your mind's kind of busy and like focusing on other stuff so um that was just like kind of nice to realize like okay I'm, I'm gonna be fine mm-hmm. I think that also just like since it comes and goes like allowing yourself if you're feeling that sadness or that grief like don't push it away necessarily and say like okay I'm gonna feel this for a little bit 
and then like once you feel like you like if you cry it out or like whatever you have to do to like feel those emotions it'll like you'll feel like you've had it out and you're done and you can like move on a little bit yeah and like so don't, don't necessarily just, just say like mm, nope not don't feel to- it like i don't want to cry right now like sometimes you usually have to say okay i feel like crying i'm gonna cry and then you like move on yeah so i also think that um like talking about that person or just like sharing funny stories like i try not to avoid talking about them right some people do i think it's honestly like and the more that time passes or like the more you're able to like talk about that person and recognize just like the good memories that you have like it doesn't get as challenging to talk about them either and then it's just nice to have like their memory alive and like something you can talk about with other people still yeah but it sucks so best of luck for anyone out there who's experiencing that someone said advice for less screen time Ugh. i'm not the best person to ask for this my screen time went up 26 percent last, last week, week. <laughs> what'd you do i was on my phone i guess um my screen it's hard time? for okay screen time isn't always bad and i think we need to recognize that because sometimes you're doing productive things on your phone or on your computer that like just has to happen but we'll go into this question saying you're spending too much time on instagram tiktok whatever so my the worst time for me is at night when i'm like well can i go on tiktok before bed and like i'd be on there so long so if you truly want to like kick that sort of habit and like reduce your screen time i think truly out of sight out of mind you have to get your phone away from your bed and then you have to buy like an alarm clock well some people set their alarm on their phone like across the room and then they'll have to get up and which is probably the best thing you could it do. That helps you avoid like just staying on your phone in the morning too. So I have not that. done that. I'm just uh, relaying advice that I've heard to you. Um, again, I feel like habit is another thing. Like if you want to read instead, then if you have like a habit of reading, that kind of helps you avoid screen time at night. Um, what else? I feel like it's hard because inevitably when you don't have anything that you're doing, like the phone is the place to go or and TV apps are making it harder to get your laptop. off of them like tiktok the for you page is just like built for you to be on forever and, and twitter tried. is upgrading so now that like you're not even seeing stuff of people that you're following and so it, it's it's and always refreshing not just catching up anymore it's, and so i'm like well if i go on twitter there's always gonna be something new which is a gift and a curse instagram actually has done the opposite where i feel like i get off right. super fast because they'll say then, like oh you've seen everything and i'm like okay and then i leave I don't go to like the explore tab on Instagram. I don't yeah. do that. And I've tried in the past like having app limits during the day and like it just wasn't it was too easy to say like ignore or like I don't care about this limit anymore. So that wasn't something that really worked for me. Um, I think almost instead of like demonizing screen time in and of itself, you need to say, why do I hate the screen time so much? Because, like, I could say, like, come up with, like, new hobbies and stuff, but, like, I can't tell you what things to fill your time with. So, I think that you should more so focus on, you know, what are the things I need to make sure I'm doing and getting done that, like, are responsibilities of mine, that screen time is not, like, taking over where now I'm never getting done the things I want to get done. Because that's when it's a problem, and then um, I think you need to recognize that. However, um, if you're just chilling, if you're just chilling, like... It's not the worst thing in the world. If you want to go read a book or find some other hobby, like, you can do that. So, with all that being said, I think we're going to end today's episode here. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. And if you want to participate in future According to Us advice episodes, 
Make sure you follow us on Instagram at According To. And we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.